Welcome back to Illini Weekly. We hope everybody had a, a good Thanksgiving holiday. Sorry we didn't have an episode last week. We were, I think, both with our families and traveling to, to kind of any and everywhere. And yep. Mark was preparing for his first grandchild. Uh, yeah. She arrived on, what was that? Tuesday. 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 So congratulations. It was <clears throat> Thank you very much. Football season is in the books, kind of, but there's still a lot of news trickling out. Transfers, kind of four or five now, I think we're up to four. Four and... Some of them are bigger names, but it's not to be expected. Trey Watson, you know, that's yeah. a big one. I'm your best defensive player, arguably. Veteran guy, um, still had one year of eligibility, makes a lot of plays. Um, and, um, and But you, you stop and think about his career. And you think about this because this has affected different players in different ways, but, but what they have been through. You know, he's been through three head coaches, four defensive coordinators, four linebacker coaches, um, two and a half athletic directors. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. And he's he's given every kind of effort you could ask. And you can't really blame a kid when he looks at what's left one year. God, I'd love to go to a bowl game. I'd love to win, you know. And so he's going to try to transfer and land somewhere where he will maybe have that opportunity, and uh, I can't blame him. Uh, in the case of a Gabe Meganson, he wants to play, and he has not gotten to play, and this staff has promoted freshmen over him, um, and so, you know, he knows that he's going to be no better than a backup, um, but if you're the Illinois football team, you'd like to have a veteran backup, so they lose that. Uh, Patrick Nelson, safety, he had played. Uh, was a contributor. I think he wants to win in a different environment, perhaps. And uh, and then Tito uh, um, Odenigbo, the defensive lineman, uh, sort of the same situation, but, but with both Nelson and Tito, guys who contributed were in the rotation and next year figured to do the same. So uh, the Meganson situation is a little different. He wasn't playing and wanted to play. But with... Um, with the other guys, they were playing, they were contributing, and I think that uh, I'm sure Hardy Nickerson was counting on them to continue to to improve and and uh, and and be out there next year to help these kids come along. So wh- whatever work Lovey had to do after the Northwestern game, he has a little more work to do now because he's got to dig a little deeper. And I think in the case of Trey Watson, I, th- I think kind of hats off to him for not going sooner. He had every opportunity. I mean, the sure. place was in disarray and. It would have cost him a year, probably, but for him to stick it out, I mean, I saw people giving him a little bit of a hard time on Twitter, and you're going to have that with, with athletes. And they, that, that kid could have left a long time ago, and he could have you know, washed his hands of Illinois and gone somewhere and tried to make it there, and he stuck around. I mean, there's something to be said about that, I think, and you know, maybe I not. I, no, I do, too. I, I, think I, to, I do, too. To stick it out and do that, what, what, what do we make of the quarterback situation moving forward? Cam Thomas, uh, you don't seem to think Jeff George is going to be in the, in the mix next year. No. Chase Crouch most so. certainly won't be. I do not think so. Uh, I think it's Cam Thomas and the freshman, and which really uh, – and, and um, whoever else they may add surprisingly, mm-hmm. such as a, a fifth-year transfer, grad transfer, um, a junior college uh, – quarterback perhaps and I expect they'll be one of those I don't think they want to go into next year with only true freshmen as your backup assuming Cam Thomas is your starter so I think I'm, I'm gonna say somebody's coming that's played college football at the quarterback position I mean right now they're gonna go into next year with four four games played at the quarterback position I think if that's right that's what Cam Thomas played he played in four games he started two and that was enough for some people to, ah, oh, I'm writing him off. He'll never be any good. Well, <laughs> that seems a little premature to it me. It does. 
You know, um, let's let's see. He's he's a good enough athlete. He's got a strong enough arm. Uh, he yes, he needs to throw the ball more accurately, but he he needs to trust what he's seeing out there. That's the bigger picture of what is going on with him. And and by the way, it'd be nice if they would protect for him a right. little bit, just as it was would have been nice if they'd done that for Jeff George. They were, their protection wasn't very good. So, you know, we'll see. But Cam Thomas becomes. Uh, the favorite right now, based on who we know, and we'll see if something happens. You know, last year a lot of conversation about Dwayne Lawson, and that never materialized because he couldn't bring himself to go to class uh, in junior college to in order to get um, eligible. So um, we'll see what happens now. But I, I expect they've they're looking under every rock and yeah. stone. And the freshmen coming in, assuming they do sign and they do end up in Champaign. MJ Rivers, they, I mean, that kid is getting a lot more attention by seemingly the minute nationally. I mean, he, I think he's pushing closer to a five-star now. He, I mean, he's a he's a really darn good quarterback. Very Karan good quarterback. Taylor, you know, Peoria guy. If those two end up in Champaign, there's going to be some pretty healthy competition there. And There'll be good competition there. It's just that it's also inexperienced. And, right. And, um, yes, you know, if they all come. And, and it's important to say if because the early signing period this year allows coaches to find out earlier, but still have to wait till December 20th. Um, and as Lovey said, these are engagements. We have not had a wedding yet. Yeah. Uh, a little, a lot more exciting is basketball. You know, don't, the sky's not falling after the Wake Forest loss. By record, Wake Forest is below 500. That's a tough place to play. You're traveling to there. I mean, that... That's a tough place. It was a real, real environment for that team. A real much better, uh, much better team than their record showed. It, it took them a little while to figure it out, and they took a big step the other night. That's a team with some talented guards and two seven footers, and you know they can do some things. And NCAA tournament team a year ago, um, so you know they ran into some things, and they didn't. Um, they just didn't do some things that they had been doing, you know. And and so um, uh, you can go right through the list. I mean. They put Wake Forest at the line too many times, or too many fouls. They didn't get to the line enough because they weren't attacking the basket uh, enough. Um, and so they got beat at the free throw line. And um, turnovers, uh, 13 turnovers by their big men. That's that's a crazy number. Um, so they've talked about that. Um, a lot of the, uh, that's really what Brad, I, you know, I was on a teleconference with him today, and that's what they talked about in their practice yesterday after they got back from Wake Forest was um, look at the number of things that we can control. Not that they did, but that were unforced errors, that were self-inflicted. And um, and if they clean those up, they'll take a step in the right direction. And yet they're going to go against a Northwestern team that might, is probably better than Wake Forest. Um, their record is only 4-3, and three, but look who they've lost to. They've lost to Texas Tech, which is 7-0. and oh. They've lost to Creighton, which is I think five and one, and they've lost to um, Georgia Tech, which is five and one. So th that would be seventeen and two against uh, uh, the record of the teams they've lost to. And this is a team that made it to the NCAA tournament last year, beat Vanderbilt in the tournament, was ranked nineteenth in the country in the preseason poll, has starts three seniors and two juniors. This is a veteran club. Um, I would say playing at home, but I don't know <laughs> what this environment is going to be like at the at Allstate Arena. This, of course, is where Illinois beat Arizona to go to the Final Four, and so we'll we'll see all that. But a real good challenge, no doubt about that. Yeah, it's weird talking Big Ten basketball on November 30th, and we're, we're circling around. This is this is a telling weekend. I think these are two, you know, Friday and Sunday. Sunday will be against Maryland at home. 
these are two pretty pretty close games. Obviously, yeah. I know Illinois has been doing this a few times this year against talent that is not like what they've seen the previous times they've had these Friday Sunday games. Absolutely, and Illinois is still a team kind of evolving into what they're going to be. I don't think they're going to get there until late December. Um, and so, you know, normally, in a normal year, you would get there just in time for the start of Big Ten yeah. play, but not this year because of the Big Ten tournament being played at, at Madison Square Garden. Everything moved up a week uh, and and having being forced to get a couple of these conference games in almost a month before you normally would. So it's a little bit different. And then after the Maryland game Sunday, then you go back to non-conference play and play six non-conference games, including some pretty good ones, too. You know, we know that that um, Illinois still has to play uh, New Mexico State up in Chicago. That's the Lou Henson mm-hmm. game, if you will. They still have to play the Bragging Rights game. And and uh, even though uh, Michael Porter's out, uh, Jonte Porter's pretty, pretty darn good. good and playing well. And Tillman's off to a nice start with them. And they've got some other pieces. They're, they're a, still going to be a dangerous team. And there's some speculation for how long Michael Porter will actually be out. I mean, everyone thought it was a season, and now there's some trickling hints that maybe he will. I mean, probably won't be back in time for this game. Oh, no, he won't be back in time. But he may game. be back this season. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I think he's got to look at it. What makes sense here? You know, yeah. for, I, I don't I don't hear anybody saying he's going to be back until uh, bef- be- before late February right. or, or something like that. So what what's at stake for him? This this is a kid that can make a ton of money. Yeah. You know, you need to. You need to kind of cool your jets here and decide where you're going with all this. You were not going to have like a long college career. Yeah. What are you kidding me? And, so yeah. you're going to come back and play a handful of games for for what? Hey, this is the kid who doesn't have to play one game in college. He'll still be a top five pick. He needs he needs somebody to talk to. Him. So we talked about finding a leader for Illinois on the court, and we were trying to find out who's it going to be. Is it going to be Tijon Lucas? And he's doing well. But, man, Aaron Jordan is not a flash in the pan. This kid is playing very well, night in, night out. You need a bucket. He seems to come up with it. And this is, I mean, just a whole, it's a whole different kid than, than we saw last year. Yeah, and he's he, he um, continued it at Wake Forest with 20 points, four of six from three. He's still the number one three-point shooter in the country um, and just seems very comfortable in his role. Uh, the, it was so weird the other night how little Finky played in the first half and Tijon. Um, they need to get back to that. Those guys are too important. But but uh, Jordan has been really the constant, and um, you know he continues to, and not just with his shooting. I mean, his shooting when you're the number one in the country, at something people are going to talk about your three point shooting. But he's been a good rebounder. He's been uh, a good defender. He's just been really steady. A veteran guy who knows how to play. No, and and knows you know where his role is. You know he knows what shots to take. You know he doesn't. He doesn't force up a bunch of shots, and you go, "Oh my God, that was way out of character for him." He doesn't do that. He he's really been something. So um, they're they're very lucky to have capitalized on his development, and um, and I would say I would say Finky too. By the way, yeah. is considerably better than he was a year ago, and so you know, let's see what we can get going there. That'll be fun to watch. And so is Leron Black. He's I mean, Leron, Leron's, fourteen points yeah. a game. He's playing well, and this is still without Mark Smith really getting going. And his development's probably taking a little more time than some people. He'll probably be a January kid. Yeah, they people thought that he was going to come in and you know be this world changer. They need to get Trent Frazier shooting yeah. the ball a little bit better. Um, so there's some things going on there, but Kipper's playing well, you know, and well. um, uh, so they've got some ingredients there. They just got to keep pushing, keep pushing. It's gonna be, it's gonna be 
changing and getting better and and maybe a little half step back here you know it's not going to be just this is not duke <laughs> you know we're watching where duke can go out and play tired and have a not very good game at indiana and still pull it together at the end and win you know by double digits or whatever they won by i don't yeah. know what they ended up winning by but but uh, they're pretty good. Underwood said it a little bit today. The first half wake, you saw a little bit of that seven-second offense that, that you'd heard so much about. But this is this is a hard thing to grasp. It's, it's very hard to, to play controlled at that speed. So, of course, it's going to take a little time. Yeah, and I think some people somehow or another believe, well, they didn't do it on that possession. Well, if you believe that they're going to score in seven seconds every possession, <laughs> come on now. Yeah. That you, The other team makes a basket. They go back on defense. You've got to take the ball over the end line. You've got to inbounds the ball. There's not going to be, you know, you're not going to have a fast break opportunity there. There's fa- there's opportunity for fast break. There's opportunity for rushing the ball up and scoring quickly. There are other times when you have to go into your half-court offense. And um, so, you know, I, I haven't even looked to see where they are right now in terms, in, in that particular statistic. But um, um, I know that they're... They're they're playing faster than they have for years, and they're not playing fast enough. And Brad's talked about that. He said, you know, we're not playing fast enough yet, and so they will continue to work at that. But if you go back to, did you watch the Wisconsin Virginia game the oh. other night? <laughs> you know, Wisconsin got got up how many points? Thirty six points in the game, or thirty eight, yes. or whatever. You know, Ooh. Ooh. yeah, that was that was cringeworthy. Not good. All right, real quick before we go, we don't have anyone this week. Hopefully next week will – it's been a crazy week and a half, for I think, for both of us. What what are you looking for? One or two things you're looking for this weekend that's going to be a little more telling about this program against this competition? Um, just try to run their offense, try to keep move that ball, take better care of the ball by at all positions, um, get to attack and get to the free throw line. Um, you got to really watch with um, – with um, McIntosh and uh, Scotty Lindsay, those guys are very good. This is a good. This is a really good, uh, really good Northwestern. They had Gonzaga on the brink last year. If you'll remember yeah. in that second round, I mean, they were they had their backs against the wall. Gonzaga just had too many bigs to, to for Northwestern, and I don't think Northwestern's particularly tall, are they? Uh, not really, no. That, which uh, is good uh, for Derek Illinois. Pardon's probably yep, their Derek biggest guy. He's, he's six eight and a half. He's and, built you know. too. You know, so I, I would I would love to see him split the two games, the two Big Ten games. Um, you know, I'd be satisfied with that. We'll see what happens. It's going to be. I'm just I'm just sort of watching along for the ride, interested <laughs> in to see the the progression here and um, and how Brad pushes them and and coaxes a little more out of them and then a little more out of them and and then and then soothes them back after they've had a setback and so forth and gets them feeling good about themselves again. It's interesting to watch to me. Absolutely. So thank you guys. We will see you next week and yep. hopefully we've got someone for you and thanks a lot and let us know if you got any questions.